Welcome back, everybody. On today's episode of 80 Sports, the podcast, we're going to be talking about how LSU got the net, how the Chiefs have Pat, and how the Rockets did not like that. Roll the theme. 80 Sports. <laughs> Five, four, three. No, no, no. Let's do this week right. Yo, man, there's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. Y'all, that song has been on repeat for me because LSU brought home the gnat and we're all loving it. They took they took the challenge to the White House. What, what other culture is going to take that kind of challenge to the White House? And people love it. Everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. The whole, the whole culture of Louisiana is taking the sports world by storm because we have uh, a magazine that was posted about Joe Burrow where it was called The Goat, but it was spelled, you know, like Louisiana spelling G-E-U-X. Tea. And I was like, they love us. They love our culture so much. But I can understand why they love our culture because we do things like win the national championship. Because we do things like breed top tier athletes. We got seven players from LSU going into the draft this season. Come on now. This year, not this season. You know what I meant. But anyway, the point is LSU got the nap. They did exactly what they said they were going to do. They've been telling us with all the videos. They went down there and they got the gnat. LSU won the Tigers showdown 42-25. to And while they were at it, Joe Burrow, he broke some more records because that's what he does. He always breaking records. So, per AD Sports, Joe Burrow has set the NCAA single season passing touchdown record. I got that from AD Sports underscore underscore on Instagram. You should go follow. They always have very useful information. I wonder who runs that account. Hmm. <laughs> but Joe Burrow set the NCAA single season passing touchdown record in that game with a touchdown pass to Thaddeus Moss. Randy Moss was there like a proud dad. It was a sweet moment. He was there like a proud dad cheering on his son. Joe Burrow finished the night with 31 completions, 463 yards, and five touchdowns, y'all. Five touchdowns. Now, the Bengals have already stated that there's basically no chance that they're trading that first round draft pick. So it's it's highly likely that the Heisman Trophy winner will be going to the Cincinnati Bengals. So you already know the Bengals are getting a dime with Joe Burrow, who, if I haven't stated this before, I know I have, but I'm going to say it again. He's the Heisman Trophy runner. He also holds the LSU and SEC records for passing touchdowns and passing yards. He also holds the school single season records for completions, total offense, passing yards per game, and total offense per game. So the Bengals, as we all know, really need a good quarterback. So clearly they're not going to just give away that first round draft pick because they know the kind of superstar that Joe Burrow is. But my question is, would Joe Burrow be a bust or boom? Now, most LSU fans would say boom, 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 because we all have faith and hope in Joe Burrow. And personally, I do, too. I'm not even trying to sound like a hater right now. But let's just think he's going into a franchise with the Cincinnati 
Bengals that just came off a 2-14 season run. It's not much of a run because they won two, the 2-14 two season. And yes, he is paired up with a, um, a running back, Joe Mixon, who has lots of potential. He ended the season with 1,100 yards. So it definitely has some pluses and, of course, some negatives. Right now, the Bengals don't really have a great receiving core. And Joe Burrow is coming from a team with one of the best receiving cores I've ever seen in my life. Definitely the best in the nation. Honestly, might be arguably the best in the league. If we put LSU in the NFL, I think they would definitely thrive. So Joe Burrow is coming from that to a team with relatively no receiving core. So the Cincinnati Bengals definitely need to look at a wide receiver in this coming up draft. And I saw um, their first official mock draft on Twitter, and it said Justin Jefferson, they might pick him in the second round. So I definitely think that'll give Joe Burrow some comfort having that familiarity with his already dynamic receiver from LSU. Justin Jefferson finished the season leading LSU in catches with 111 and ranked second on the team with 1,540 yards receiving. Now, Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson aren't the only LSU players um, declaring for the draft. There are actually seven of them. LSU safety Grant Delpit, who was a first-team All-American in 2018 and had five solo tackles, a sack, and a forced fumble in the national title game. He also intercepted two passes this season. National title game MVP Patrick Queen is also declaring for the draft. He had a total of 85 tackles, including 12 for losses and three sacks this season. He also had an interception and fumble recovery this season. He made six tackles in the national title game, including two and a half tackles for loss and half a sack. He will be declaring for the 2020 draft. The running back Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who rushed for 1,414 yards and 16 touchdowns this season to match his 453 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown, will declare for the 2020 draft. Along with those four, Sadiq, Charles, Lloyd, Cushenberry, and Jacob Phillips will declare for the 2020 draft. Thaddeus Moss has also decided to forego his senior year. He finished the season with 47 receptions, 507 yards, and four touchdowns, and he will be declaring for the 2020 draft this year. But don't worry, LSU fans. LSU knows how to recruit. Also, coming back, you still have Jamar Chase and... Derek Stingley Jr. coming to down those wide receivers out there. So don't worry. Still good things to come. So I want to hear your opinions on whether or not you think Joe Burrow will be a boom or a bust. Also, let me hear your opinions where you think the LSU players will land this season in the NFL. So you know the deal. Tweet me, Instagram me, Facebook me. Do whatever you want to get in touch with me. Let me know how you're feeling so we can talk about your hype. Now it's time to switch gears a little bit and talk about the NFL. If you honestly thought the Tennessee Titans could beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, well... Oh, you are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Just kidding. You're not dumb. 
just very naive because I told y'all, I told y'all this was Pat Mahomes' year. I've been telling y'all that. Y'all just don't listen to me. So if you were sitting there rooting for the Titans, even though I already told you that Pat Mahomes was going to win it all the way, then that's just on you because I told you. I told you Pat Mahomes was going to do what he does. He was down 17-0 again, and and look what he look what he did. He turned it on. 23 completions, 294 yards, three passing touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown. Come on now. That's a grown man. Treat him as such. That man wants to win. He wants to win the Super Bowl, and he will. You know how I know that he will? Because I said so. Because I said so. And honestly, I'm a little bit spoiled, so I usually get what I want. <laughs> No, but seriously, statistically speaking, Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback for this Super Bowl 54 matchup. Jimmy G carried his team. Well, actually, no, Jimmy G did not carry his team. Moster carried his team to a 37-20 win. Jimmy G only had six completions for 77 yards, while the running back, Moster, had 29 carries for 222 yards and four touchdowns. Now, I say Jimmy G is not the one who carried his team to the dub because the running game really is the strongest point on their offense. Jimmy G, again, like I said, only has six completions for 77 yards. And Debo Samuel, he is he is good. He runs circles around people, but he only had two receptions for 46 yards. So 49ers defense really held it down. But will that be enough to stop this dynamic offense? That is the Chiefs. They were able to stop Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers still got off 31 completions, 326 yards, and two touchdowns. And I think the only thing that really killed him was his two interceptions. Um, at the end of the game, Richard Sherman caught a game-ending interception, and the Niners were able to just victory stance it out. But I just don't know if the 49ers' defense will be enough. If their offense doesn't perform and the Chiefs found a way to stop Derrick Henry, which is like stopping a freight train at full speed. So if they were able to stop Derrick Henry, I think they will definitely have a chance at stopping Raheem Moster. And it's, it's also going to really hurt the 49ers that Tevin Coleman just went out with a, seems to be an elbow injury. I'm sure there'll be more updates with that later on through the week. So I definitely think that's going to hurt the 49ers a little bit. And I I think the Chiefs can shut down Moisture. And I know, I know that they can shut down Jimmy G. And the other threat is George Kittle. And even the Packers found a way to lock him up tonight because he only had one reception for 19 yards. So I think if the Chiefs can lock up Kittle, shut down the running game, and stop Jimmy G from passing that ball to Devo Samuel, then I think they can win the game. Because I just don't think the defense is going to be able to hold up the entire game if the offense is just consistently getting stopped. If the Chiefs can hold Derrick Henry to 69 yards, then they can find a way to stop the San Francisco 49ers. And that's on period. I'm just saying it could either be a really offensive game or a defensive game. Both teams are really strong on defense. And only one team is both really strong on defense and on offense. So, sounds like it's going to be the Chiefs to me. But I will get into my prediction, even though... I'm sure you already know what my prediction is, but I will get into my official prediction in the next segment, which is 
the future as told by AD. But as for right now, we're going to switch gears again to basketball. This weekend basketball is a little bit personal because I was actually there. <laughs> this weekend I went to the Houston Rockets game and the Los Angeles Lakers game and it was phenomenal. First of all, it was great. Um, I saw Travis Scott from a really, really far away, but I saw him. The point is I saw him. I also saw LeBron James. I can't believe I was in the same vicinity as LeBron James. Like that really feels so surreal. Like he's he's a GOAT. Just him being there is like, wow. And I saw him do the chalk thing, and I was like, whoa, this is so cool. But um, I can confirm that it was a little bit more exciting than a football game to me. But I've only ever been to Cowboys games, professional football. I've only ever been to a Cowboys game. And honestly, our, our fan base isn't the most um, exciting. So, of course, basketball, the basketball game was more exciting to me than a football game. But... Um, once I go to a Chiefs game next year, I'll probably have a different opinion. But perhaps the most exciting part of it all was Kyle Kuzma's performance. Kyle Kuzma put up 23 points, and this is a big deal because I've been saying, has Kyle Kuzma proved himself? But lately, he has. Honestly, Kyle Kuzma does better in road games than he does home games. So the past three away games, he has scored 23 in the Rockets game, 36 in the OKC game, and 26 in the Dallas game. All of those were away games. And Kyle Kuzma, that's when he's performed his highest ability. So if he can get that going at home too, then I think he will be exactly what the Lakers have been looking for. And I think he can stay on the team and help make a push for the championship. Another exciting moment from the game was when Lakers fans outnumbered Rockets fans and they gave the LeBron James MVP chant. And take out your shot, Rocket. James drives down, layup is good, and a foul. Danny Green set a great screen. Uh, P.J. Tucker and James just went right to the rim. But not only that, Mike, the, the brilliance of LeBron James saying there's no shot blocking on the floor. I'm going to turn the corner and nobody will be there to meet. Puts his head down, attacks, gets the contact, going to the line. And here are the MVP chance on the road, as we've been saying all night long. There's been a, a lot of Laker fans. Yeah, so I was there, and I was chanting MVP, and it was really exciting because it seemed like there were more Lakers fans than Rockets fans. But right after that, they did do a James Harden MVP chant because he went up to the free throw line, and, you know, they had to fire back because we can't come in their home and just disrupt this piece like that. So, of course, they had a response to that. But it was really fun, and it was really enjoyable, and I really enjoyed watching the GOAT play. LeBron James finished the night with 31 points. Russell Westbrook finished the night with 35 points. And James Harden finished the night with 34 points. That's all I have for the What's Going On segment. Now we're going to take, as we always do, a quick commercial break. Stream Toasty on all platforms January 17th. This is Chloe from the Vinci Vault. I just wanted to let y'all know that it's $10 off for any college student with a valid college ID. Book with me today. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Alan. Just letting y'all know I got my clothing brand, Ratchet City Apparel. 
We trying to, you know, get this all over the city. Let everybody know where the real Ratchet City is at. So, you know, just hit me up. Support me. I got my Instagram page is at underscore Allen underscore Caldwell. You can get me on the Ratchet City app Instagram page at Ratchet City app. And you can get me on Twitter at app Ratchet. Just letting y'all know we got a special code for AD Sports. If you hit me with AD23, that's AD23, you can get $10 off your next purchase. So just hit me up and let's get it right. What's up, YouTube? It's your boy, that boy, AJ. And just checking in to say after you're done listening to AD's wonderful podcast, come over and watch some of my videos. All right, that boy, AJ, out. Back to AD. Welcome back. Welcome back. And we are back. Make sure you guys go support my friends because I love them and that would be nice. Also, if you ever want me to throw in a commercial for something that you own or, I don't know, a business that you have, I gladly will just DM me and let me know what to put in and I'll tell you what to do. But for now, let's get into our next segment the future as told by ad you already know what it is in this segment i predict some future topics so let's get right into it let me stare into my crystal ball first up obviously the chiefs are going to win the super bowl because Patrick Mahomes is a stronger quarterback than Jimmy G will ever be. (laughs) Jimmy G's career stats are 6,946 passing yards, 44 touchdowns, and 21 interceptions. He's been in the league since 2014. Now, keep in mind, for three of those years, he was a backup quarterback in New England. So, 2019 has been his best year so far with 3,978 yards, 27 touchdowns, in 13 interceptions but Patrick Mahomes he's been in the league since 2017 so three years and his career yards are 9,412 his career touchdowns are six and his career interceptions are 18 now come on (laughs) I mean it's just like the numbers are right there. This season, uh, not Travis Kelsey. I almost said Travis Kelsey, y'all. I guess it's because I'm wearing his jersey right now. But Patrick Mahomes has 4,031 yards, 26 touchdowns, and five interceptions. And this year, G's 3,978 yards, 27 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. 13 interceptions compared to five interceptions. So those are just some basic stats on the quarterbacks going into this Super Bowl game. And I definitely think the odds are ever in Patrick Mahomes' favor. So I definitely will be picking the Chiefs over the 49ers. Yeah. So like I said earlier, the Chiefs can win if they stop that run game. And if they don't let Richard Sherman pick Patrick Mahomes off. But I really don't see that happening. Well, since it's... Almost Super Bowl time. That's pretty much all the predictions that I have for that segment. Now it's time to move on to my favorite, AD. And the AD stands for... Ah, damn. Damn, damn! Oh, damn. So you already know what time it is. I'm about to highlight all the plays this week that had you being like, damn. One of my friends told me that they really liked this segment because of the way that I say damn. And I was like, well, I'm just really hesitant to say it, but I'm not going to be hesitant anymore because 
this is my segment and it's my name and damn <laughs> this is for you aj first up we have the game ceiling sack by frank clark on ryan Tannehill. that was followed by the famous mcgregor walk they snap it just in time to avoid a delay of game Tannehill under pressure still moving to his right frank clark chasing knocks him down Tannehill goes down shark infested waters frank clark the shark has just given kansas city its first trip to the super bowl Frank Clark knew that the key to winning this game was stopping Derrick Henry, and that's exactly what he went out there and did. That's two games in each game, 70 yards, over 200 yards each game. I know damn well we want to win the game if we let that happen. They come in here, he ran for 70 yards, they call him the best rusher in the league. We're sitting in this home early. Tuh, and that's on good defense, Pooh. There were so many gems in the Kansas City Chiefs game and the Tennessee Titans game that it's hard to pick just a few. But I'm going to do this one, which was Mahomes' first and only rushing touchdown of the night that gave Kansas City the lead. Williams shades that same way. Three-man rush again by Tennessee. Mahomes moving to his left laterally, chased, holding it, and gets out of bounds and up the sideline. He's not out of bounds yet. He's at the 10, inside the 10. He dives for the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. A remarkable acrobatic scramble on a 27-yard run. Maybe the best play yet of Patrick Mahomes' incredible young career. Touchdown, Kansas City. I love that song. <laughs> no, I love it. Patrick Mahomes was walking the tightrope, but he had to get it done because that's what he does. Because he's Pat Mahomes. I keep saying that, but, like, that's all I need to say about him. When you say Pat Mahomes, you just know it's going to get done. So whenever whenever somebody's like, oh, are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? Just be like, Pat Mahomes. Just say that. That'll be your response. And if they know anything about anything, they'll be like, okay. They'll get it done. <laughs> all right, so the next play is for the Green Bay Packers fans. This one goes out to all of you because I know your heart's breaking because you thought, hey, Aaron Rodgers is going to do what he always does and win it in the last few minutes of the game. But Richard Sherman said, not today. We can start doing that. Rodgers back. Pass rush holds. He's going to throw a bomb down the field for Devontae Adams with a double coverage. It is intercepted by Richard Sherman. And the 49ers are going to win the game and win the NFC Championship game and go to the Super Bowl. That was a bad pass. Aaron Rodgers threw that into double coverage. Kind of looked like he just threw it up there blind. There was no way this receiver was going to catch that at all. So Richard Sherman deserved that interception because that was a very bad pass. This next one right here is from the Rockets game. I didn't get to record it live because every time I got my phone out to record, I, I like I miss I got all the bad ones and then I missed all the good ones. But luckily, I got this one. That was a big blog about JaVale McGee 
and the crowd went wild because honestly it should be illegal what that man did to him but that was just one of the many Lakers stunts that they pulled out this is another one after one for 13 from downtown running the court Caldwell caught with the slam and the foul Capella called for a foul get a stop on one end I call this singing Hope goes ah Capella That was a big KCP dunk that helped the Lakers with their 124 over 115 win against the Houston Rockets. And that brings us to the end of episode three of AD Sports, the podcast. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe and follow us on our Instagram, Twitter, all of those accounts. I'm going to tag them below in the description. Be looking out for a new vlog coming out having to do with a new series that I will be releasing here on 80 Sports. Make sure you guys check out my friends' businesses. And if you could be like anybody today, be like Pat Mahomes. Take us out, Avery. Bye! Get the 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 get